We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. When it's time for a new credit card, the best ones do way more than just buy stuff. And that's why U.S. Bank offers credit cards that make every day more rewarding. Earn cash back. Score points when you shop, dine out, travel, or binge watch. Or get a low intro APR. U.S. Bank credit cards were designed to fit your lifestyle. So make every day more rewarding. And check out usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. podcast brought to you by fantasydraft.com i'm your host josh hayes joined as always by benny ricciardi as we break down the friday nba dfs slate you can always find benny on twitter at benny r11 and over at roto curve roto wire and as a featured writer on the DraftKings playbook and you can also follow me on twitter at josh hayes fs benicio happy early friday to you sir yeah not too bad i uh have actually been having a pretty good week in nba this week which is good because it makes up for the horrible weekend in nfl i had so uh, reloading the uh, the ammo for this weekend. So I'm all I'm all set. I'm pretty happy. Yeah, that's right. Load up the Gatling gun and get ready to empty the clip once again. So uh, let's go ahead and dive right into the action. Want to let you know, as always, that the RotorWire DFS podcast is available on iTunes and Stitcher. So if you get a chance to rate or review us, please go ahead and do so. And don't forget to share and subscribe. Want to kick off the show here with a Twitter question because we have been talking about Fantasy Draft. They have uh, done a uh, very smart thing in sponsoring this fine podcast. We definitely appreciate that <laughs> as, as, as a sponsor. Um, but we had an interesting Twitter question that I thought was uh, very relevant. Relevant though, um, so um, this comes in from at Denver Charles D. He said, he said, since you guys are into fantasy draft, can you tell me for the NBA the value multiplier that you should shoot for for cash in GPP for NBA? So I posed this question to you in the pre-show. Um, what can we tell Denver Charles? Yeah, that's um, that's actually a really good question because before you start building lineups, that's pretty much the first thing you should know on any site. So. Here's basically my breakdown for it. You get $100,000 to start over on Fantasy Draft. 
um, from what I have noticed recently, and obviously with the, with every slate, things are different. You know, when chalk guys go off, when chalk guys have horrible days, you know, stuff can fluctuate. But I think a good rule of thumb would be you want to get about 275 in cash in order to be above like a 50-50 cash line or a double up cash line, probably more a 50-50 cash line. Um, probably close to 300, over 300 is probably what you need, maybe around like the 295 range or so. Is the cash line most nights in in some of the bigger, um, you know, the larger entry pools that they have? So as far as multipliers go, probably about 2.75 is what you're looking at for every $1,000 worth of cost in a cash game and probably about three times um, every $1,000 worth of, of cost if you're looking at the tournament rosters. So if you have a guy that's, you know, let's say some of the cheap options that are $8,000 or so, you're probably going to need about 22 points out of them for a cash game. You're probably going to need about 24 points out of them in a tournament. Uh, some of the expensive guys on the other end, like if you're paying eighteen, nineteen thousand dollars for a, you know, a Paul George, a Russell Westbrook, a, you know, any any of those other studs, Steph Curry, the guys that we we pay up for on the other sites, you probably need them to get you if they're you know. Let's say eighteen, nineteen thousand dollars. You're going to need like fifty-four, fifty-seven points in a in a tournament out of them. You're probably going to need somewhere around like fifty points out of them for a cash game. So that's probably what you're looking for. I'd say two point seven five in cash and probably three times per thousand of cost in tournaments is the multipliers that you should shoot for. All right, there you have it. That's uh, the actual breakdown for Fantasy Draft, which is interesting to note because when you're looking through game logs and stuff, and we you always talk about how we're all, like setting the floor at 5x for guys that we're always interested in. Definitely that you need to make sort of a little bit of a price adjustment on on Fantasy Draft. So, but you also have a great opportunity to um, you know roll a lot of flexibility as we talked about, and we'll talk about that more uh, later on in the show when we talk about um, what's going on with Fantasy Draft. But let's go ahead and dive right in to the Friday slate here, Benny. Point guard position, like we always like to start up. up at the top give me what you got okay i actually have three guys that i'm looking at and they're at all different price points so the yeah the expensive one is going to be john wall he's about eight thousand dollars right now uh put up 8x back-to-back games with 65 and 63 fantasy points he has a good matchup here against phoenix phoenix has been giving up some big numbers to point guards they play uh you know they're back to playing that fast style that they play so in an up-and-down game, which is pretty much where John Wall excels, I think he's the guy that I'd be looking to pay up for on the day. Um, and even 8000 paying up for him is not crazy. That's not an incredibly expensive amount of money. So I think he is definitely a tournament play, and I even like him in cash as well. So I think you can use him on any kind of roster that you're rolling out there. All right. Um, those are some interesting um, points. Uh, in terms of the, the guy that you want to use here. Now, my question to you is uh, how far down the slate here are, are we able to go outside of some of these top options? Because we ha- this is sort of like a replication of the Thursday slate. It's it's only six games, so just 12 teams. So this is why you're not seeing us loaded up with you know every option under the sun. for it. So you sort of have to treat this like we treated the Thursday slate as well as you know, you're going to have to narrow down your options and um, you know figure out where you're going to s- save value. Can we save some value at the point guard position on Friday? I, I definitely think you can. The guy that I'm looking at is Patrick Beverly. Uh, Beverly's back as the starter for that Houston team. They kind of gave up on the Ty Lawson experience. 
Um, Beverly's been playing about 30 minutes a game. He's gone 6x, 6x, 5.5x, 6.5x in his last four games. And that's basically coincided with when they put him back in the lineup as the starter, playing the starters minutes that he used to see. Uh, He's not incredibly sexy. He's not going to get you 30 or 40 um, fantasy points. But he's $4,000, and he's putting up numbers consistently in the in the 20s. So if he's going to get you a number in the low to mid-20s, 23, 24, somewhere around there, for only $4,000, that's your 6X right there. So as long as his price doesn't jump all that much, he's going to be the cheap option that I put in there in order to fit in some of the studs at the other positions that we want today. All right. That, that makes sense to me. I'm personally, like, anti-Bev. Uh, not because not because I don't think he's a good player or anything like that, but but just because uh, you you don't get the, the the amount of scoring volume. But I shouldn't be according to the game logs because you like you said you don't need a ton of um, production at you know f- at the four K price point that you're talking about. And you know when you're at five point nine x or higher in three of the past four, and the and the floor the low part was you know five point three x, then you know you're doing exactly what he needs you to do. So I think mm-hmm. I just need to get over it. Um, yeah, personally with Patrick Beverly, but I just still like, ugh, you know, it's like Patrick Beverly. No, I, I completely understand where you're coming from. Like I said, the reason I'm playing him is because he's 4K, he's playing 30 minutes, right. and he's getting me over 20 points. Sure. It's, it, there's, it. No up, there's no upside yes. there. Like, he's not going to go out and score 20 real-life points. He's not going to go up and put up 40 fantasy points. And now that I said this, of course, he's going to go have the game of his life. Sure. But it, it's not who he is. He is a 20 a 30 point fantasy player that's Mm -hmm. his ceiling but his floor is also probably above 20 so for four thousand dollars if you're going to give me a 5x floor which again like we said the guy has hit in his last four games and isn't really asking a ton of him we're asking seven points two or three rebounds four or five assists and a steal or two like that's it that's that's not a huge stat line to ask out of somebody who's playing 30 minutes of basketball in a high-paced offense and he's pretty safe that he can get you there. So I think he's, you know, the most viable option that you can get that's safe and also has a little bit of upside because if he does get you to 30 at only 4,000, that is still 7x. You know, that's that's great. That's that's something that you wish every one of the punt plays you put in your roster was. So as long as that price doesn't jump too much from that 4,000 level, he's in play. If, you get, if you're asking me to pay 5,000 for him, I'm out. If you're asking me to, you know, but, but I'm serious because no, no, he's not no, no, get no. I'm not. I'm not laughing no. at you because it's funny. Because I'm just saying, yeah. like, that's how how quickly it's like you just went on two dates with Patrick Beverly, and then after that, you're like, "All right, man, you know what I mean? You just you gave it up a little too early. I'm done with you." So well, you know, you know what it is. When I only had to take him to Subway or Panera or something <laughs> like that, it's okay. Right. But now, when he gets expensive and he wants yeah. to go for the steak dinner, I, I, you know, it's not worth it. Yeah. Um. Uh, what what was I uh, thinking here? Um, yeah, you know he's yeah. Once he starts talking about Red Lobster, and you know even Sizzler, you're just like, hmm, Sizzler is not all you can eat buffet anymore. I don't know if I can do it. So uh, yeah, yeah. I, I I love you, but I'm not in love with you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I love you as a friend. Yes. Uh, all right. So John Wall for me has been rolling. He's the top option. Um, you know, just uh, this is my third consecutive day going on some sort of show or podcast and recommending him. So uh. I, um, I'm going to be in there. I'm just, he's a top option for me. Phoenix has been giving up more, uh, fancy points 
than almost anybody with the exception of the Lakers and the Pelicans in terms of uh, points allowed to the point guard position. They play with a ton of pace. They're number one in pace uh, as well uh, among point guards as well. So that's going to be my lock stock option for me. Milwaukee is an absolute turnstile mess at the point guard position. He, uh, we talked about um, Jared Bayless going from uh, anointed starter over Michael Carter-Williams to DMPCD in favor of Tyler Ennis. So it's uh, that's going to be Reggie Jackson all day and twice on Saturday for me uh, in that option there as well. Reggie Jackson coming off a monster game where he went for, uh, what, 30, 30 plus and 15 points in the overtime game. So I like him uh, there as well. So those are going to be my two lock stock options along with your, and I'm going to roll with you in terms of value town with Patrick Beverly for now until he starts talking about Red Lobster. Then we're done. Yeah, I I actually also have one other guy in the mid-tier who I kind of like a little bit too, and that's uh, Jeff Teague. Mm -hmm. Good matchup, very good matchup for him. He's healthy again, so he's back to playing over 30 minutes. He's put up over 5x in four of his last five games. The only game that he didn't was when they got blown out by 20 to uh, San Antonio, and nobody played well that game, and nobody played their normal minutes, so I can excuse that. He's basically only a cash game option for me. He's not getting you that six or seven times value that you like, but he is putting up numbers in the mid to high 30s just about every time he steps on the floor. Mm-hmm. And for, you know, 6,500, that's five, five and a half, that's five and a half X basically in four of his last five games. So, you know, he's another guy that cash game safe, I think, because it is a good matchup for guards there. And I do expect them to put up some points. All right, fair enough. Uh, let's go ahead and flip over to the shooting guard position for your top options for today. So let's go ahead and talk about what you got for me for uh, top options for cash and GPP. Yeah, I actually like a lot of shooting guards today. Um, obviously, we're always going to mention James Harden. He's a guy that can get you, you know, five to seven X every time he steps on the floor. Especially now that Beverly's back at the point guard and not Lawson, the ball is in Harden's hands. Uh, he's putting up like you know his floor is basically five X at this point. And he always has the upside of going, you know, we've seen him go six, seven, eight times X, which is not something that a lot of guys at, you know, any price range can do, let alone a guy at 10,000. So you always got to talk about him. He's always in play. I think the guy who I like the most right now, though, is uh, Tyreek Evans. We we kind of said last week, and I think we, we missed the boat a little bit, and I'm perfectly fine that we did. Um, we wanted to take a wait-and-see approach with, you know, how many minutes he was going to get and how everything was going to work out. Well, he's playing over 30 minutes in both of the games that he's been back so far. Put up 32 and 45 fantasy points. So he's giving you, you know, six and a half X in the first game, five X in the second game out there. So I think that he's a guy that, remember last year, he was like 75, 77, 7,800. And we're still getting him right now at like 66, 6,700. So about a thousand dollar discount to where his fair value is probably should be. So as long as he remains that cheap, I think he's another guy that I'm going to keep rolling out there because he has the good upside for you. And with all the things that he contributes in every category, I think that's a very safe floor for him. So he's somebody that I'm really looking at, too. Yeah. All right. Fair enough. Um, for, for me, uh, I'm, you know, there's, like you said, there's some great, great options. Uh, Wes Matthews has finally gotten to a point, uh, where w- with the minutes, uh, 40 minutes, um, and, uh, paid off 6.9 price on, on the price tag. So I think, are we in, are we agree with me here? We're in like warning, warning, the price is not going to last on Wes Matthews at, at 4,400 in, in this range where he paid off almost uh, 7x on the price tag on December 1st against Portland. You, you agree with me there in that spot? Yeah, I mean, if you look at him, he's another guy last year who, you know, reached up to like in the 6,000. So he's basically almost a $2,000 
<clears throat> excuse me, two thousand dollar discount to where his fair value could be. So if you're getting a guy again that's a thousand to two thousand dollars cheaper than where he is, and he's back finally to play in the minutes that we expect out of him, and you know hitting the shots and grabbing a couple rebounds and all that stuff, you know I think I think forty four is still a great price for him. So again, if he's going to be that cheap, he's forty four is basically punt play option. If I can get a guy who I've seen score twenty something points before and be a you know intricate part of a good team, mm-hmm. and I can get him at forty four hundred, and I know he's going to play the minutes. Yep. You know, it's almost a no-brainer, yeah. Yeah, he's got a 25-point performance actually this season on the 11th, for, believe it or not. And then sort of the minutes trickled back down to the low 30, 29 range. Now he's back up to like a full complement of minutes and rolling right now. And so that that's a great option. And, you know, for whatever reason, um, James Harden um, is, you know, defensive matchup. And people love to just give him a lot of crap for his lack of defense. And he is a bad defender. Don't get me wrong. But in terms of fantasy value allowed, he's been getting away with it. They're like just basically middle of the pack. So it's not like an automatic stack option but i do like the fact that he um could be potentially matched up against james harden on the other side of the ball I mean, and that should be a paced up game too uh by the way we don't have the total because we're always recording a, a day in a hand but i would guess that we're looking at i don't know what 208 plus in that matchup would you say uh for houston versus dallas yeah both both of those teams do tend to put up a lot of points and neither one of them really plays great defense mm-hmm. so you know i would even say probably 210 yeah, there's so much value with West Matthews as a as a value cheap option with you know super high upside. That's that's where I'm going to draw the line there. You don't really need to sort of mess around too much with some of these uh you know uh, cheaper options. Uh, I do like Tyreek Evans, although the matchup is uh, a little bit more difficult against Cleveland. However, he if he draws Mo Williams slash J.R. Smith on the defensive end, then you feel a lot better about it. Um, Cleveland is a better defensive team than they've shown in these past couple games, getting beat by Washington, who got beat by the Lakers, which is clown business. By by the way, yeah. so um, I like Tyreek Evans. Most of this, for the, he should really be like a, a closer to like an 8K player right now, and he's look. They've given him zero minute restrictions, which is insane. Given yeah. the, they're like, I mean, why don't you go that, ahead and play 30 plus minutes right off the bat, Tyreek? You know, yeah. um, that was that was what we talked about the other day. It had right. nothing to do with us not liking him as a player. I I love him as a fantasy player because he fills up the stat sheet. I just didn't think they were going to throw him right in there and, and give him, you know, 30 minutes right off the bat. And they actually did it on back-to-back games. So yeah. hopefully he doesn't wind up back on the, you know, the injured list. Yeah, so good luck in your season-long leagues with the usage <laughs> with yeah. Harry Kevins. But in the meantime, in DFS, enjoy the fantasy value that he's providing. So uh, there you have that. Uh, I want to quickly let you know before we move on to small forward that – all of you beloved pod listeners, if you are not subscribing to rotowire.com for their projections for the daily lineup optimizers for MLB, NBA, NFL, NHL, college football, and soccer, now is the time to take advantage of your free trial while it's still available. So just log on to rotowire.com slash pod and get signed up for the free trial. Use all those projections, all the stats, uh, the customizable uh, leagues, leagues um, settings that you can take for your season-long leagues. All the um, the uh, cost per dollar information that we use here on Rotowire. dot uh, com and you know top projected options, lineup optimizers for FanDuel, DraftKings, Fancy Aces, Draft Day, Drafter, Fancy Score, Yahoo, and our beloved sponsor FancyDraft. dot com. So um, take advantage, free free ten day trial. Make sure you check it out. Let us send us a message on Twitter, to let you know that you checked out the free trial and that you love it. All right, uh, that's Rotowire. dot com slash pod. All right, small forward position, Benny. Top cash and GPP options. I don't really like anybody up towards the top end today. So most of the guys that I've kind of been looking at here are some of the cheaper options. Yeah. Um, 
let's start at the bottom actually and work our way up because okay. that's that's the easy way to do it. Okay. Uh, Jared Dudley is basically min price three thousand thirty three hundred. He's playing thirty minutes a game right now. Really at the pushing pot. it with me, man. I'm just I'm just gonna say this, okay? I like I, and li- I don't. I'm listen. I'm not hating on your analysis because personally, you know that I love you. You're my boy. And mm-hmm. I think you're as good as anybody in the business, okay? I just – you keep calling out these guys that I hate in real-life NBA. You know what I mean? Like, oh, hey, listen. Don't get me wrong. I mean Patrick Beverly, you know, Jared Dudley, these are not sexy options. But if you're going to get a guy playing 30 minutes at $3,000 who can put up 20 points for you and allow you to fit in a James Harden and an Anthony Davis and a Paul George and, a, you know, somebody else into a roster – you know, if you look at the rosters that have been winning tournaments, you're seeing these guys' names on these rosters. These three thousand dollar, four thousand dollar cheap guys that are like guaranteed locks for twenty points, basically. These are the kind of guys that you need to put in there as the glue guys to be able to save the salary to unlock the opportunity to get an Anthony Davis and a James Harden who could both go off for seventy points, or a, a Paul George and a Anthony Davis that can both go off for sixty five, seventy points. And when you add the 30 that you're getting from that cheap guy or the 25 you get from the cheap guy with the 120, 30, 40 points that those two studs get, you know, you're already halfway to being at the top of the GPP ladder and you still have decent money to spend throughout the rest of the roster if you can find them. So I don't really love these guys. It's not like I want Jared Dudley or I feel great about rostering him. But if he's $3,000 and he gets me 20 or 30 fantasy points, he's going to help me win a tournament and then we're going to be boys. So I'm okay with it. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. So Jared Dudley um, looks like doesn't like does if you saw him on the street, you'd never think he was an NBA player. <laughs> like just in that body, that's like it looks like he hasn't touched a a, a bell a barbell in twelve twelve years. But yeah, he he is uh, as a guy who definitely is an option. I'm gonna go on the flip side of this here with T.J. Warren against Washington. Uh, we've mentioned this before on the show, but Otto Porter Jr. and or whatever they have rolling at the small forward position uh, for Washington has been the single worst uh, in terms of fantasy points allowed to the small forward position basically all season long. So it's definitely a stack option against Washington. You wouldn't think that personally, but uh, that's that's the way that they're rolling. Uh, so. Um, um, and I just don't feel – I can never recommend P.J. Tucker because you know he's just not that guy who's ever mm-hmm. going to be a, a top defensive option. So I'm going to go with the with the good offensive player at the small forward position who's very cheap in T.J. Warren who's been getting you know 25 to, to 30 minutes plus. I've been actually calling for him to get into the starting lineup. It's probably not going to happen. But for, at 4,800, it's definitely GPP only because, because he is risky. You know, his minutes dip down to you know 18 minutes in a good matchup against Brooklyn. But, you know, the ceiling here is definitely there. 11.1x against Golden State Warriors, 9.1x against Toronto. So you can definitely see him, you know, making some hay for you at a very cheap price in your GPPs uh, if you get the production that we're sort of looking for uh, for Friday's uh, uh, games there. Do you, how do you feel about TJ Warren? In, out? You know, I actually played him last night, and I just – my biggest problem is even now he's still not getting consistent enough minutes. And the reason why I'm not as big on him today is at 4,300, I can basically go and get um, Tabo Cephalosha. And Cephalosha right now is in the starting lineup over Kent Bazemore for Atlanta. He's playing over 30 minutes a game, putting up somewhere between, like, 25 and 35 fantasy points. And if you check his game logs, he's had 6, 6x and 7x, basically, in his last two games. He's had 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11 of his last 15. He's been 5x or better because his price is just so low. 
and his minutes have even come up. So some of those games where he was going 5 and 6x early on in this run, he was only playing 21, 24, 25 minutes. Now he's playing 31, 24, 38, 33 in his last four games. And like I said, he's starting on the wing opposite of Kyle Korver. Um, he's a guy who has put up 10x before, mostly because his price is so cheap. So he's the other guy when I'm not going all the way down to Dudley that I've really been looking at. So that's why I said there are some viable cheap options at small forward that you can look at today. And I think the guys up at top don't really have the greatest matchups. So I think it's a position today where you can spend, you know, cheap. You can go cheap and save some money here. And guys like Cephalosha and Dudley um, are probably the way I'm going to do it. If I only had to use one, even for a cash game or a tournament, I think Cephalosha is probably the guy who I like the most. All right, perfect. So this is the the, the, the way I, I'm looking at this, right? What Benny is doing to me is he's going with every real-life ugly NBA player that's available on Friday, and he's recommending them. This feels yes. like I'm getting trolled. I, <laughs> this is but, like, but again, but the problem you know, is we're looking at we're looking at the price here. Yeah, you know what you're these doing? These guys are mispriced. You're doing. You know what you're doing to me? You're doing what I always do to you is like try to bring some reason to to the podcast when you go on your like, you know, um, point guard shouldn't rebound and stop having center right, shoot three. Wait, 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 hold on, hold on. I actually wanted to talk to you about this because okay. the other night. DeMarcus Cousins was one for eight from the three-point line, yeah. and they blew a 25-point lead and almost lost the game. And they almost lost the game because DeMarcus Cousins was standing at the three-point line shooting three-pointers instead of being underneath. And you know how many offensive rebounds they had in the second half? Five. And Which, he had was one Was this of against them. Dallas? Um, was it the Dallas game? Or, it was the game he was one for eight from three-point line. Or was this the game they actually lost against Charlotte? Wait, have there been multiple games that he's been one for eight from three point land? Because that know. would only that would only build up my case even more <laughs> that he should be in a box where he belongs. <laughs> I just wanted to like light a fire under you. Okay, okay. So, all right. You, do, you like, start talking about the Marcus Cousins shooting threes, and you know it drives me insane. Uh, <laughs> I'm just like you're like, don't press the button. You know he's gonna get upset, and then you're just like, I have to. So okay, I apologize. All right, let's go ahead and move forward. You're you you are right, but you know what? We I stand I stand by my um current projection because when we ran the numbers and we I'm um, just being fair about the numbers. Okay, mm-hmm. you knew that you were getting better overall value with the percentage he was shooting, and you knew this percentage wasn't gonna last. And I said it wasn't going to last, so I was giving you right. credit for that. But I'm just saying like. In terms of like DFS, you profited on the way he was actually playing because he was making them. Now, when he, once he comes back down to life and starts shooting low 30s or whatever it actually ends up being, then you've got more of a case if it definitely ke- continues to hurt, cut into his rebounding numbers. So we'll leave it at that, okay? okay. I, w- I will tell you that, yes, you definitely have a valid point, and we would like to see – we would just say, just give us 15 boards. You know, you don't have to give us three extra threes. We'll still love you. You know what I mean? And we'll, yeah. we, we can – those are – more bankable numbers all right power forward position here benny what do you got for cash and gpp there's actually a couple guys that i'm looking at um for cash games i tell you guys all the time paul Millsap is about as money in the bank as anybody and he's got a good matchup against the lakers because everybody's had a good matchup against the lakers really he's a guy that i don't play in tournaments because he doesn't really have huge upside he's not going for 60 or 70 fantasy points but he consistently gets you 40, 45, 50 fantasy points, and he does it for, you know, a price that I feel like never moves. Like, you know, it's like death taxes and Paul Millsap right below $8,000 or right around $8,000 on DraftKings. It's like things that you can, you know, basically set your clock by. So he's somebody I've used a lot this season. 
you know, again, he's not sexy, but you're not looking for sexy in your cash games. You're looking for solid production. And if he's going to lock in, you know, 45 to 50 points to me a night, he's somebody that I want to have some exposure to. But the guy who I think is the upside play for tournaments, Julius Randle, if you yes. haven't been paying attention, has turned into an absolute stud lately. I know you're a big – yeah, I was going to say, I know you're a big fan of him. I'll, I'll let you talk about him, but – yeah, you know what I think it is is Byron Scott finally challenged him to say, "Listen, you need to be a you know if you're going to get like limited shot attempts, which he's still getting. You know, it's like a struggle for him to get ten shots, especially with Kobe jacking up forty shots a night. Okay, you're going to have to do the other things on the floor as a power forward to make an impact. And you know, if you want me to give you consistent thirty minutes consistently, and that's be a double double threat. And he's done that three straight games, double double double. And you love that on DraftKings, you get the bonus uh, there as well. Still a reasonable price on fantasy draft uh, as well as Julius Randle. So take advantage while he is now." Um, with three straight double doubles, the price has only gone up four hundred dollars so far on, on DraftKings overall, and he's tossing a couple assists and uh, some steals. There has had a three steal game, a four steal game this season, and two steals against Washington. So, um, yeah, Paul Millsap is definitely a, a higher grade player. But when you're in the low six K range, if you're not going to pay up for some of the top options on the on the slate, like you know Anthony Davis against Cleveland or Paul Millsap, um, or you know Porzingis. By the way, who I think has gotten to the point where I don't know that's, if I want to fade the, I have to start fading the price. Although he's yeah, been, that's know, he was actually the other guy on the list, and I agree completely with the last statement that you just made. You know, we're not getting him at five six thousand dollars anymore when everybody was loving him mm-hmm. and he was putting up fifty fantasy points. Now he's at eight thousand, yeah. where forty fantasy points isn't upside. It's no. it's not like basically forty fantasy points is what we need out of you as your floor. Right. So if you're only putting up 40 at 8K, mm-hmm. you know, you're no longer per God. You're like, you know. You're something. somewhere that we're going to struggle to play, basically. Yeah, and basically. Have, you're you're no longer a guy who I'm locking and loading, basically. Yes. So um, for me, Julius Randle, I'm going to draw the line at, at 6K-ish. There's some other options, too, you know, um, that uh, b- below that, but it's really sketchy once you get into the the, the lower area range. Thad Young to me, um, it, he's you know p- fancy owners or DFS players might be a little bit uh, on the fade situation here because he went into the seven K range for the second time this season and then put up a little bit of a dud against Phoenix where you thought he was actually going to be in a really good spot against uh, Markeith Morris. But b- before that, he was you know b- pretty much cash safe for um, you know the, the time being. But you know he was just somebody who was much more profitable when he was below 6k so i think you can make a case if you want to go a little bit safer and you know get some more offensive output rather than somebody like julius randall who's in, in a tougher matchup against uh, paul Millsap in atlanta you can make a case for him but i want to see the i want to get a little bit more of a discount on that i just want to tell you the that that's sort of where we're at once you get down down below that the people in the second tier it's really ugly and the minutes are low uh, so um, we you can't trust Terrence Jones anymore. Lost his job to Clint Capella, and Clint Capella is a guy I want to use, but he's not power forward eligible. You know he's center eligible, so we'll save that. We'll talk about the options. We're good here at power forward. I don't think you want to go any lower than that. Am, am I correct? Yeah, there's nothing below that that I'm really looking at. Right, so you're either in there with Brow at the very top, Paul Millsap somewhere in the <clears> middle. <throat> Dirk Nowitzki, by the way, um, is still having like a renaissance. So if you want to get get in with uh, with Dirk Nowitzki, I'm totally fine with there as well. The price still is pretty reasonable overall at 6600. So I actually probably preferred gambling with him uh, uh, versus Thad Young as well. So take a look at him. That's the first time I've ever recommended him to season, but he's just done it long enough for me to be like fine. Okay. You're not washed up yet. I thought you were, 
but apparently you're not 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 at the mid 6k range anyway um so there, we'll, we'll just call it uh a day at the power forward position uh for friday with those options and want to let you know here if you're looking for some flexibility like we always are in our dfs matchups make sure you check out fantasydraft.com the official sponsor of this show it's a flexible lineup format that gives you the freedom to choose all the players that you love larger payout zone which means that you have more chances for you to win at least 25 percent of the of the uh, spots in every tournament is being paid out or more uh fantasy travel has a level playing field you can never worry about uh somebody stacking up hundreds of lineups in one gpp the maximum 20 entries per contest so they put yourself in the best position to win fantasy draft great value uh, in terms of what they charge more entry fees go directly to the payout sound so head over to fantasydraft.com today and find out how they put players first all right benny let's go ahead and close it out here at the center position what do you got for me for your top options yeah there's quite a few here and they stretch the gamut from expensive to cheap so Uh there's five guys that i'm really looking at i'll mention them and then we can talk about you know some of the ones you want to talk about sure but Andre Drummond, Brooke Lopez, Zaza Pachulia, uh, Marcin Gertat, and Alex Len are the five guys who I have on my short list. Yep. Now, Len is probably the easiest one to explain to people because Tyson Chandler's out. This is a guy who is 3,300 last game on DraftKings, and he's playing 30-something minutes. If you look at his game log, you're going to see he only played 14 minutes and had 15 fantasy points in the last game that they just played against Detroit. Right. He went up against Andre Drummond, got two quick fouls in the first quarter, sat out most of the first half, came back in in the third quarter and picked up two more quick fouls. But while he was in there, he was being very productive. So I think you can look at the last two games as him being basically a point-per-minute kind of guy in the situation that he's in now. Mm -hmm. And I don't think that you want to put too much stock into the fact he only played 14 minutes because he got into foul trouble, which is always a concern with him. It's something that he can do. But I think that you're going to get 30 minutes out of this guy for, again, we don't know what his price is going to be Friday, but it was 3,300 in his last game. If he's like 35, 3,800, somewhere in there, you're going to get 30 minutes out of this guy. He's probably going to put up about 28 to 30 fantasy points. And for under 4K, that's phenomenal value. That's 7X or more. So he's the cheap option that I think you got to look at. Um, but how, how do you feel about the other four guys between Gortat, who's gone like 6X in his last three games, mm-hmm. uh, Zaza, who's gone 7X in two of his last three games, and then Lopez and Drummond, who are consistently guys that are around 5X every game and are getting you know 20 field goal attempts and, and close to double-digit rebounds. You know, how do you feel about those four, and, and do you have anybody else that I didn't mention that I should be looking at? Okay, well, well, for me, Andre Drummond, I think, is in a good spot, and he's very safe, but, like, you, there, there really isn't a reason that you have to pay, like, 9K for 40 fancy points when you can pay, uh, what, 74, 7,500 for Brooke Lopez, and he's been in the sitting in, uh, he had, like, 41 fancy points or more in three of the past four contests. Okay, mm-hmm. so the, that's the, just basically how I look at it there. Drummond has gotten to the price point, or has been basically basically there all season where unless he's got an elite matchup and it's not it's, it's not an elite matchup to me against Milwaukee they have like you know sent the one thing they do is play defense at least you know with guys like John Henson and Johnny O'Brien and to a lesser extent Greg Monroe so the, I think they're they're you're fine there with Drummond you're going to get your 40 points and your value you're just not going to get a ton of ceiling he's not going to go 20 and 20 against this team even mm. though they've been pretty bad 
overall, but they've been bad offensively, not really defensively. So there's that. I prefer Brook Lopez in that spot. I still think you need to take a look at Clint Capella. I think people are sort of off of him because he's had a couple slow games, but Zaza is the spot. Or, you know, on the other side of it, Dirk Davitsky is a spot where you can jump back in there and sort of hope for, you know, him to go 6x plus or maybe even 8x um, there like he did, um, at, you know, against the New York Knicks. The price is elevated at 5500 but not so much that I think you have to be in full fade mode. I still like Alex Lynn for full punt purposes there as well. And Mar- Marcin Gortat um, is an interesting uh, uh, guy as well against, you know, Alex Lund, like we mentioned, who is foul prone. So those are some options for me as well. But I think I would rather just go Brook Lopez for me as a higher price option in cash and then just slide all the way down to Alex Lund if you need to save, save some, yeah. some money. So if you're going to go cheap, might as well go cheap all the way. And then and and so if he doesn't, you know, puts up a small, uh, a quiet performance, he still doesn't exactly burn you. Like you said, that six mm-hmm. points and seven rebounds with the foul trouble was still 4.7x at 3,300. So yep. you didn't get burned. You didn't kill your lineup or anything else like that. But at 33 300 he's the one guy that has a shot for 13 points and 14 rebounds at 13x which can help you win a gpp and crush mm-hmm. you and, and crush people in cash games so those are my two those are the way i i have those filtered out how do you feel about that yeah no i i kind of agree my only thing is like i am a big fan of of gortad on friday and let me just kind of lay out what what i'm thinking with him okay. i actually just saw here that there's a chance he might miss this game, and and the only reason it says here is personal. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if his wife's pregnant or you know his dog died. I have no idea what that is. So just make sure you check and make sure he's in the lineup Friday. But they're already playing without Nene at this point. Um, so they are basically short minutes for the guys that they have playing the you know the four and five spots over there. And he's really the only guy that can hold down the center spot. They had had Nene playing a little bit of center as well against the second unit guys who are usually a little bit undersized. Mm -hmm. So without them in there, Gortat's minutes have gone from like 27 to 30 up into like the 33, 35 minute a game range. And his price is still only 5,600. So it's very, very cheap. And he put up 34, 38, 38. He basically has 34 points or more in five of his last six games right now. And he's playing a few more minutes now, so he's getting a couple extra rebounds, he's scoring a couple more points, his shot attempts are up about three or four a game. So I think that he's a guy that is very safe for cash game play at 5x. You need about 28 points out of him. And then for a tournament to have upside at 6x or above, you only need about 33. And like I said, he's basically been averaging that in the last five games. So if you're going to get a guy who's going to average 6x for you, um, in, a, in, a, in a pretty decent matchup, playing a few extra minutes, you know, I think that he's probably the guy I'm going to go with, along with Alex Len, and then you'll have a lot of money uh, left over to spend at the other positions and, and a lot of upside on your roster with a good chance to have a solid base of 6x or more out of those two positions. All right, and that makes a lot of sense for me, too, and I actually didn't know that he was pushing up into the 7x range until I looked at the game logs and you started stumping for him some more. So that's fine for me, too. I'm still going to sort of... Um, so maybe you can just do three things depending on how much salary you have available. Lopez up top for me, Martin Gortat in the middle in the low uh, under 6K, and then all the way full punt 
you know, with the 10x upside of that with Alex Len. So I think we've appropriately covered every every option that you want to sort of take advantage of for the Friday slate for DFS NBA. And that's going to wrap it up for the RotoWire DFS podcast for Friday's NBA action. Don't forget, you can always follow Benny on Twitter at BennyR11. You can check me out on Twitter at JoshHayesFS. Don't forget to share and subscribe to the RotoWire DFS podcast on iTunes and Stitcher. We thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.